This gospel comes on the heels of last week, where the group of apostles together were given the power to bind and loose sins. We know that back in chapter 16, Peter was given this power. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. But those same words are used for the apostles in last week's gospel. What was given first to Peter is then given to the apostles. So naturally, the question arises in their hearts and minds. Lord, you give us the power to forgive sins and to bind. When is too much? How often must we do this? What's the limit of this new power that you have given us? Jesus' response is simply hyperbolic. He says, not seven times, 77 times. And in other gospels, 70 times seven times. He simply means there is no limit to the number of times that the apostles are to forgive others. Then he responds with this parable. This parable and our reading from Sirach make us confront an interesting question. From Sirach we hear, Forgive your neighbor's injustice, then when you pray, your own sins will be forgiven. Could anyone nourish anger against another and expect healing from the Lord? It seems almost as if God's forgiveness of us is contingent and dependent on our forgiveness of others. When we hear the line from the Our Father, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. The language of debts is actually used in the Greek. It's the same sort of concept. But it makes us wonder if God's forgiveness of us is simply contingent on how we are forgiving of others. And I would put forward that that's not the case, or at least not entirely the case. The parable that Jesus uses is very illuminating. Regardless of the outcome, who's the first one to forgive? Is it the servant or is it the master? It's the master. The king is the first one to forgive the servant a huge debt. And by the way, the term huge is actually specifically laid out in the Greek. It's actually a number. It's 20 years wages, an impossible number to pay back. It's only after the servant refuses to forgive a smaller debt from a fellow servant that too is given a number in the scriptures. It's 100 days' wages. So the comparison is 20 years' days of wages versus 100. Something that's doable versus something that's not doable. The key is this. We have been forgiven an impossible amount. There is no way that we can pay back what we owed. We deserve eternal death. That's what sin is against God, who is all-powerful and an infinite being. If he's forgiven us something that's unforgivable, then who are we to put bounds on our ability to forgive others? But still, this question lingers in our mind. Where's the causal effect? Does somehow our forgiveness of others change God's mind? We know several things about God. We know that God is infinitely compassionate and merciful. 
We know that God is love and that God is unchanging. So why do we have this seemingly change of verdict for the servant who is merciless? I want to put forward an example from the scriptures. In the Old Testament, one of the most difficult passages to make sense of is all the way back in Exodus. In Egypt, when Moses and the Israelites are trying to get out of Egypt, and they ask multiple times Pharaoh to release the Israelites, let my people go. Pharaoh's response each time is no, and we have the ten plagues. But there's an interesting phrase in Exodus. It says, and God hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let the people leave. And we think to ourselves, how can this infinitely compassionate and merciful God, who is love and doesn't change, how could he do this to a man that would end up with these ten plagues, one of which would wipe out all the firstborn in Egypt? How could God do this to Pharaoh? Why would he harden his heart? And the answer is in the very nature of God. He's love. He's unchanging. God's love is like the rays of the sun, giving light and warmth. God doesn't change. The sun radiates upon all things with the same intensity and the same heat. However, the soul, the heart, can be of different compositions. If the matter of the heart is wax, the sun's rays will melt that wax and it will become liquid. But if you take a different material like clay, the very same rays of the sun that haven't changed, they actually make the clay hard. This is an analogy for how Pharaoh's heart is hardened. God's love doesn't change. His mercy and compassion doesn't change. Rather, it's our own hearts and the dispositions. Are our hearts like wax or are they like clay? When God loves us, do our hearts melt or are they hardened? It's our response to God that changes the verdict. God does not change. And you who are parents, you know this. I'm sure there's been moment with your, moments with your children where in a time of woe and angst that you've tried to love them, show expressions of love, try to talk compassionately, and have gotten back, no, don't even talk, don't touch me. Are these familiar to you? Have you experienced this? when that love and compassion reaching out to another is met with despondency, obstinance, and hardness. It's the same with the Lord. He desires to love each and every one of us. And it's the disposition of our soul that determines whether we are hardened or softened. And it's made manifest in our forgiveness of others. The verdict doesn't change. It's our hearts that change what the verdict is. C.S. Lewis once wrote, the doors of hell are locked from the inside. It's not that God somehow is mean and places people there. It's that through someone's impenitence, 
they choose to lock the door from the inside. And at the moment of death, that decision becomes eternal. That's how our choice makes such a difference in the divine drama, in the desire of God for for us to be with him for all eternity. So the response to this vexing question of does God change simply based on our forgiveness? Does our forgiveness of others make God change his mind? The answer is no. It makes manifest whether or not we can receive his mercy. If our hearts are unable to forgive, we cannot receive God's mercy fruitfully. Our hearts are like pharaohs, they're hardened, like clay. This is why forgiveness is so key in the Christian life. We cannot hold grudges. Whatever the action may be, we've been forgiven an eternal debt. How can that hold us back from forgiving little things that people may do to us? Even big things, it's nothing in comparison to what we've been forgiven. We must forgive others. And I'm not saying it's always easy. If you struggle with forgiving another, my best recommendation at this point is to think of those who are very difficult to forgive in your life and ask God for the grace to forgive them. And ask God to forgive them first. And that'll be the first step to begin to open your heart to receive God's healing mercy, to melt your heart to be like wax. Although we don't forgive in a way that merits God's forgiveness, he forgives first. Our forgiveness of others is absolutely essential in the Christian life, especially if we wish to reach heaven. The final question is this. Why would God give the apostles and Peter the power to forgive sins and not someone like an angel. Angels are holy and righteous, the ones that aren't fallen at least. Why don't they have the power to forgive sins? An angel doesn't understand the struggle of sin. They don't have the same compassion as a human being. Every priest understands sin, has experienced it. The only priest that hasn't is Jesus Christ himself. He could not know sin. Priests are merciful because they have been forgiven. Peter is the first one to be given the power to forgive because he was the first one forgiven. We cannot forget that last encounter that Peter had with the resurrected Lord when after denying him three times in his passion, Jesus asks him three times, do you love me? And indeed he's forgiven. Peter and the apostles were given the power to forgive sins simply because they were the first to be forgiven. And it is so with us as well. All of our sins, our infinite debt has been lifted. The question is, what are your hearts? Are they wax or clay? Can you forgive your brother and sister?